This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. They called us deplorables. They shut down our country. They say our thoughts are disinformation. is our response the rob carson show it is rob carson show you may uh you may notice a little different at the microphone uh because uh i am using my television microphone today because my other microphone decided to take a crap maybe it's because i shouldn't have ordered that ev microphone i should have got the old gas powered microphone that i can uh, rely on hello and welcome to the show uh there is much to get to i will just explain real quick that it's been a it's been a harried last uh i don't know about six or eight hours i i took my son to the airport this morning to uh to go to uh a, a corporate gathering and as i'm coming home because i don't uh, drive my car very often because i work at home uh the car ran out of gas on the highway all right, and, and everybody's like, "Well, you should have got an EV. You should have got an EV car. You knew me if you would have had an EV, you would have been mine." Well, you know, last thing I knew, uh, if you got an EV and you're on the side of the road, you're going to have to get a tow job. Yeah, a tow job, not to be confused with something that Hunter Biden has paid for. But that's uh, that's another thing. So yeah, uh, I didn't have to get a tow job. Instead, I uh, I got a hold of my uh, uh, whatever agent. I don't know what the hell what kind of road service we got. And they came and they put a, a gallon of gas in there, and I went right to the gas station and filled up, and boom, kaboom. All over, all done. Everything's cool. It's awesome. Unlike the new uh, Hummer H2 uh, EV. You know about that car, right? Did you see that? And originally you saw it on TV and you thought it was really cool. And you were like, oh, my God, man. Because, I mean, I'm one of those guys. I, I wanted the original Hummer when Schwarzenegger talked about it. And I said, no, nah, no. Nah. And then I went with Hummer H2. I thought, oh, man, that's pretty sweet. Now I realize, oh, no freaking way. But they came out with a Hummer H, uh, whatever the hell it is. It's the EV, and it weighs 9,000 pounds. And I noticed uh, they haven't sold any of them. They sold, I guess, two. And then the other ones that they, they ever sell is used cars now because it's 2023 on the model year. And they've got three 2022s up there. And I'm like, why in the heck, other than the fact that they cost $100,000, are these trucks not selling? And then I did a little research and I found out that to uh, charge uh, uh, one of those new Hummer EVs, uh, I asked my producer Ken this morning, I got on the phone with him, a little pre, uh, pre-show pre phone call, and I said, uh, you want to guess how many uh, hours it takes to charge uh, one of those big old Hummer EVs? And this is on your regular 110 outlet. If you do it on a 220, if you have a 220 install in your house, it's uh, it, it cuts that time in half, I guess, because, you know, 110 to 220, that's, you know, twice as much power, half as much, you know, whatever. Uh, he said five hours. I said, oh, no, no, no. About my wife, I said, how many hours do you think it costs? Uh, how, many, how many hours do you have to charge? That? She had 10 hours. I said, no, no. No, 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 no. You, you want to guess? Takes three days. Takes three days to fully charge your big Hummer F, uh, uh, FUV. <laughs> it's an FUV. That's what it is. That's what we should call EVs that are SUVs. We call them FUVs. How about that? So there you go. 
It just no freaking way would I ever own one, and will I ever own an electric car? Ever, 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 unless it is like in uh, the end of uh, the first Back to the Future movie when they figured out nuclear fusion and they could just drop some garbage into the little bin in the back of the car and it converts it to energy. Then I'll get an EV. But in the meantime, while I have a coal-fired plant south of town that provides oh, about eighty-five percent or ninety-five percent of the power where I live, uh, what's the point? Uh, what's the point? <sighs> so the big news of the day, I guess, is that Tulsi Gabbard is leaving the Democrat Party. Now, I don't want to be, uh, uh, I don't want to rain on anybody's parade or anything. Don't get me wrong. I like Tulsi Gabbard. I like that uh, Tulsi Gabbard is uh, so how outspoken. Uh, she has become quite outspoken since she left Congress. So it's a little easier to do. And, uh, you know, because she has some moderately maybe libertarian views, I won't necessarily go and say conservative, uh, but she has some libertarian views that lean a little bit more towards the uh, center right than the left. Uh, and she's been able to get some microphone time on, uh, on some conservative places like uh, Fox News and whatnot. And I, I think it's great. I think it's wonderful. And today she is leaving the Democrat Party. I'm going to play uh, Tulsi Gabbard, and I'm going to give you my thoughts about Tulsi Gabbard leaving the Democrat Party. Uh, and I'm going to say this before I do this. Uh, don't come to the Republican Party, and I'll explain why. It's not that I don't want Tulsi Gabbard in the Republican Party. I'm just going to say, don't do it. Don't do it. Right now, don't do it. There will be a time and a place, and I'll explain that in a minute. But in the meantime, here is Tulsi Gabbard. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness, who divide us by racializing every issue and stoking anti-white racism, who actively work to undermine our God-given freedoms that are enshrined in our Constitution. I am with her 100%. Who are hostile to people of faith and spirituality who demonize the police but protect criminals at the expense of law-abiding Americans, who believe in open borders, who weaponize the national security state to go after their political opponents, and above all, who are dragging us ever closer to nuclear war. Ah, that's what did it. Now, I believe in a government that's of the people, by the people, and for the people. Unfortunately, today's Democratic Party does not. Instead, it stands for a government that is of, by, and for the powerful elite. Yes, 100%. And I'd venture to say that's also on the Republican side of the swamp as well. Now, I'm calling on my fellow common sense, independent-minded Democrats to join me in leaving the Democratic Party. If you can no longer stomach the direction that the so-called woke Democratic Party ideologues are taking our country... And I invite you to join me. Okay. Um, I, I completely understand. And then again, I'm not meaning to uh, be a pisser here or anything like this. <clears throat> but, uh, uh, and, and by the way, there was a movement called the Walk Away Movement. I don't know if you knew about this. There was a, a movement called the Walk Away Movement. It was on Facebook. And a half a million people walked away from the Democrat Party. It was hashtag walk away. It was, uh, it was uh, a way that people could say, you know what, I'm done with all that nonsense. And she just said, by the way. Most of the, except for the World War III thing, which we're now doing now, because our, our leader, our dear leader, who was not elected legally uh, and is, uh, is a, a puppet on a string for the radical left, uh, presumably Barack Obama, part of it, duh, uh, duh. Uh, but those people started to walk away, and 
literally right after the election, or maybe right before, I can't remember exactly, but that movement went away. Facebook got rid of it. Facebook blew it up. All of the stories, all of the testimonies, all of the videos, everything blown the bleep up. They did the same thing. The Democrat Party and the mainstream media and big social media at the time did the same thing with the Tea Party Patriot movement. They did the same damn thing. And they used the FBI to shut them down. They, they could not uh, take advantage of the 501c3 status. And so they were silenced before an election. All right? So this, this sort of crap has been going on a, a very long time. And I would say to Tulsi Gabbard, <clears throat> what did it for you? Because uh, was it the uh, the riot in D.C. the day that Trump was inaugurated? Was that what kind of did it? Was it Trump being chased into the bunker while St. John's Church was sacked during the summer of 2022? Was it the riots of tw- or 2020? Was it the riots of 2020? The 30 deaths, the 500 plus riots, the billions of dollars in damage? Were it the uh, crime rates from defunding the police? Was that it? Was it the open border with five million illegals in less than two years? What was it CRT in schools where kids are taught to hate one another? Was it radical transgender reassignment of children? That's been going on. Business and schools shut down vaccine mandates. The entire COVID cluster bleep that ruined the lives of millions of people, nurses, doctors, military members being kicked out for refusing vaccines. Hundreds of thousands of businesses that went under the obscene spending of the Biden administration that caused a 40 year high inflation. Was that it that did it? Tulsi, I want to know, what was it the FBI-Russia collusion hoax that is we've known about for a year? It's been fake. We knew it. Was it the January 6th prisoners being abused and not being charged and, and being kept in solitary confinement without legal consult and without visitation and, and being beaten? Was that it? Was it the, uh, the FBI and left-wing groups uh, infiltrating January the 6th that it was a peaceful rally of a million people to see Donald Trump talking about the election? Was it the fact that the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party shut down all talk of, uh, of uh, problems with the election? Was it, uh, was it any talk about uh, possible treatments for COVID uh, uh, on social media being stricken if it was anything but the, what the government said? Uh, Tulsi, was it the FBI collaboration with Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube to throw the 2020 election by Hunty, hiding Hunter Biden's laptop? Was it the FBI's collusion with the Democrat Party and uh, Robbie Mook? I got a new story today. Hillary Clinton to throw the 2016 election with Russia collusion hoax. Was it the raid of Donald Trump's home, the first time in history of an ex-president in a, in a, uh, a, a raid that had no target? It was just to take everything. Was it the obvious mental impairment of our president? Was it the disastrous withdrawal from Afghanistan? You're a veteran, Tulsi. Was it the massive funding of the Ukraine war effort without any itemization whatsoever? A country that has been known for its corruption and money laundering and the vice president having a job with the Ukrainian gas company, even though he had no experience in the gas company. And it, it appears and it looks like and the laptop shows us all that the Biden administration and Hunter Biden, the Biden family, most corrupt in the history of the country. Was it that, Tulsi? Or was it that you're finally in a safe space so you can do it because you see the whole Democrat agenda collapsing? Or was that it? I mean, I appreciate her coming to the uh, the fore and and uh, surrendering her uh, position in the Democrat Party. But but why did it take so long? Was it just that now it looks like uh, if you if you can uh, rule out the possibility that the Democrat Party and they are going to try to steal this election in every way, shape and form, 
I, I've got tons of stories right here. Government money, our government money being sent to left-wing groups to uh, get people out to vote. Uh, they're going to try the same damn thing. Uh, and and I want to know if, if Tulsi, if you just did it because uh, you, you know you're safe. I don't know. I, like I said, I like Tulsi Gabbard. I really, really do. But to the point that I started off this, don't come to the Republican Party. And the reason why I say that is not because I don't like you. It's because I don't like the Republican Party right now. And I wouldn't go to the Republican Party right now until they can tell you that Mitch McConnell's ass is out of power. And that all the swamp dwellers who've enriched themselves in the Republican Party and have done the same crap that the Democrat Party has done in power in Washington, D.C., until they're out of power. Then I would say, go to the Republican Party, Tulsi Gabbard. So I commend you for leaving the Democrat Party. And I would ask that those in the Democrat Party, please follow her lead. Okay? But don't just do it because it's now safe to do it. And now a victory looks like it's coming. And now, wholesale, the radicalism of the class of 1968 is being rejected by the American people. You see what I mean? But welcome, if you decide to come to the Republican Party. I'm not speaking of the Republican Party. Welcome to the conservative movement. We're glad to have you. Where have you been so long? Now that you've learned after the list of things that I read there, please share with others. Because any one of those should have maybe convinced you to leave before now when it's safe to do so. 800-922-6680. One of the themes of the show today that I want to talk about is Republican, the apartheid of Republicans. And I have been a part of it. I have been ostracized and banned and shut down and demonetized and rejected and uh, lost jobs because of my political ilk. And there are millions and millions of millions of people just like me. And we're tired of the apartheid in this country against conservatives and conservative thought. We're going to take a break. Your calls are welcome at 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at caskers.com. What part of abuses and usurpations do you not understand? It's the Rob Carson Show. That sounds like a gas engine. Thank you very much. Yeah, baby. I'm getting my first new car that I've had in 20 years. And, and, you know, I've actually felt guilty about it because there are a lot of people suffering in the country. 
I ordered this thing a year ago. I've been waiting forever, and, uh, and I'm finally getting it. And I, it's not an EV, and it never will be an EV. Uh, no, it's an SUV, not an, uh, not an FUV, <laughs> which is what I would call the uh, electric vehicle. So uh, welcome to the show. Um, it's time to stop Republican apartheid for the last 30-plus years we have endured a blatant, and it used to be kind of a closeted before Rush Limbaugh came along, uh, the Republicans were just kind of ignored. Conservatives were just ignored. Uh, Rush Limbaugh came around and he made people realize, oh my God, those, that's what I believe in and nobody else is doing that. And, and Walter Cronkite isn't saying about and Peter Jennings and, and, uh, and Tom Brokaw, Elvis Hill, Niall uh, None of them are talking about it. Wait, wait, I knew, hold on. There's the, this is a guy who believes what I want. I say it. I like the freedom and I love the country and everything. And I, I really, and it caused a revolution. And it caused a revolution. It changed me. I mean, I knew I was conservative in college. I knew I was pro-life. I didn't really understand it. So I guess I'm a, I'm a fourth-trimester rush baby. According to Democrats, I'm still abortable. Still abortable. Not affordable. Abortable. And since then, there has been an apartheid against Republicans. Uh, an apartheid, I should say, against conservatism. And it's happened in every way, shape, and form of our society. We've been called every name in the book. We have been banned. We have been ostracized. I'm going to tell you personally, you know what my dream was? My dream when I got into my career was to host The Tonight Show. That's what I wanted to do. I wanted, I looked at Johnny Carson. I even looked at David Letterman originally as my heroes. That's kind of what I wanted to do. And then I realized there's no freaking way network television will ever give me a platform to perform on a show like that because I'm conservative. And then I had that. The first time I, I was made aware of this was in about 1995, and I, I used to listen to this, this radio show on uh, on uh, NPR. I know, I know. Prairie Home Companion. The reason being is uh, it was a great storytelling show. It was classic radio, sound effects, music, the whole deal. And uh, uh, and I and I wanted to write for him because I wrote for Rush Limbaugh and I wrote for all these comedy networks and I mean literally I was writing for everybody being heard by more people than listen to that show and I was laughed at by them. You re- really <laughs> sure you want to write? Okay, sure. Well, no, no, that's all right. You write for Rush Limbaugh. Forget about it. And then there was this time when Oprah Winfrey's producer, this was about 2010, uh, Oprah Winfrey's producer, she had his new uh, own network, and they were looking for talk show hosts. And I said, hey, man, I know how to cook. I know how to do comedy. I know how to improvise. I know how to interview people. And this, this producer called me from Mark Burnett Productions. She goes, oh, my God, where have you been all my life? And I'm thinking, this is my break. This is my break. And then it got back to them. Oh, he writes for Rush Limbaugh, and he's conservative. And I never got a call back. And all the while, I've been called every name in the book. All the while, uh, talk radio has been uh, on its own island over here. Network television, there are no writers who are conservatives for any of the late-night TV shows. All of the late-night TV shows are hosted by flaming left liberals, and they've gone even further left, and they've gone even more political, and that's why they're collapsing. And I'm just tired of it. I'm sick and damn tired of it. I'm tired of my ideas being shut down on social media. I'm tired of being uh, deplatformed and shadow banned. That's been going on for years. I'm sick and damned. 
freaking tired of it. The other night, I go to sit down and watch TV with my wife. And my wife is, uh, we're watching, uh, I think we were watching Newsmax. We flipped over to Fox, and she's like, man, these advertisers, uh, what the hell is it? My pillow, where's, uh, you know, Coca-Cola and all that? Well, you know what? Procter & Gamble, all the big companies won't advertise on Fox or on Newsmax. You know why? Because they get blowback. They're reaching more people than, than uh, Jimmy Kimmel and Jimmy Fallon and freaking Stephen Colbert. They're reaching more people. But conservatives have been so ostracized and so beaten down that, that Procter and & Gamble and, that, and Ford Motor Company and, and GM won't advertise on conservative shows because they're destroyed. I'm done with it. I'm done with the apartheid against the conservative movement. I am the face of it. I've gone through it. You've gone through it. It's time to fight back, and we start by kicking Democrats and Republican swamp dwellers out of office on the 8th of November. And then the fight really begins. 800-922-6680. This is The Rob Carson Show. who are sick and tired of people moving to D.C. and spending their entire lives telling us how to live ours. It's the Rob Carson Show. I can no longer remain in today's Democratic Party that's under the complete control of an elitist cabal of warmongers who are driven by cowardly wokeness. Okay, that is uh, Tulsi Gabbard leaving the Democrat Party. And uh, again, I'm not meaning to be... Uh, I- I'm not a negative person. You know this. I like to come to the microphone every day with a positive take. Uh, you know, Rush Limbaugh used to, he, he said he was a joyful warrior. That's what I am. That's what I try to do. I digest and I suffer the slings and arrows of all of this crap that's happening. And I try to come to the, to the microphone every day with a plan of attack, how to respond to it. That's what I try to do. And then while I do that, I try to make you laugh a little when possible. But, but Tulsi, I mean, I appreciate what you've done. You're no longer in the party. I mean, you're no longer a member of Congress. You're a, you're a, uh, a pundit now, and that's cool. That's what you got to do. But, but where were you when the Democrats tried to get rid of the filibuster? And, and where were you on H.R. 1 where they wanted to federalize the elections and make it unwinnable for Republicans? Where were you on the two uh, unfounded impeachments of Donald Trump? And where were you on Hillary Clinton? Where were you on Hunter's laptop? Where you on, I mean, you, you have opinions on those, but you're just now leaving the Democrat Party after you're no longer a member of Congress and you're a pundit and you're... I mean, this is going to... Obviously, it'll impact her... Um, her uh, currency, the, the, the price of her currency. Listen, I, I try to all the time, I've tried in my entire career to increase the value of my currency. That's what I tell people. Uh, if you, No matter what you do, increase the value of your currency. Uh, add new skill sets. To me, it was adding uh, writing comedy. Then it was adding being good on television. Then it was adding, you know, doing uh, acting and, and stand-up comedy. Then it was, and I add to the value of the currency. That's important, important, important. And you know what that did for me with regard to network television? Absolutely D-word for Richard. Because I've been told by more people they don't want to hire me essentially, ostensibly, because I was conservative than because of my skill set. And I'm tired of the apartheid. 
my wife again, she commented on on uh, you know Newsmax and and they're like, wow, you got my pillow on there and you got uh, uh, Black Rifle Coffee. Where's uh, where's Budweiser and all that? And I said. Those big clients, the big ad agencies that do all those buys that should be based on what they call cost per thousand, which is if you if you buy a Super Bowl ad for a million dollars, you're guaranteed to reach, you know, a billion people. And so the cost per thousand people is what you look at. But the big advertising agencies that are in charge of everything, they don't just look at the number of people. They look at Newsmax as a conservative outlet. And Fox is a conservative outlet. And my radio show as a conservative outlet. So they don't want to reach you. But there are some uh, ballsy companies like Omaha Steaks and Black Rifle Coffee and uh, a host of others that are our sponsors on this show. My Pillow. There's My Pillow. My Pillow. Uh, they made their money on endorsement radio. They made their money buying conservative radio. That's why. My pillow exists. That's why it became, dear God, when is the last time you bought a pillow that you went into the store and said, I need this pillow. It's a my pillow. Or you just went and eh, this feels kind of good. I'm going to buy this pillow. The reason why it worked was endorsement radio on conservative. For conservative radio, conservative TV, and it worked. It worked. And what did it get, Mike? Lindell. Well, it got Mike Lindell pulled from major retailers when he had an opinion about the 2020 election. So not only did he have to go to conservative radio, uh, mostly with his message, but when he actually had a political opinion about an election that, I mean, clearly there's tons of evidence that show, and it will be overturned. I mean, not, not the election, perhaps, but it, I, the, the, the feces is going to hit the mother bleeping fan on the 2020 election and the FBI, and the FBI is involved in the 2016 and 18 and 20 and, and beyond. It's going to hit the fan. And you know why I know that? Because I'm not stupid. But Mike Lindell had an opinion. And Coles and Bed Bath & Beyond and everybody pulled his damn pillows. So not only do you have to deal with, you know, not being able to advertise on all the major networks and stuff. Literally retailers went after him for his conservatism. I'm done with the apartheid. I'm done with friends ostracizing me. I'm done with when I was in Minneapolis, when I was in Cincinnati, when I was in D.C. Most of my friends were liberal. I love breaking bread with liberals. But I knew my place at the back of the bus. I knew my place because I know that I can't say things out loud without being ostracized in some way, shape, or form. And most recently, when I came out as a conservative talk show host, by the way, this is my second talk radio gig in my life. I'm like Mike, uh, uh, you know, Dr. Savage yesterday, Dr. Michael Savage. He didn't start talk radio till he's in his 50s. Uh, yeah, me too. I think I was 49. And my friends, my dear friends of 15 years where we went every night to their house for dinner and vice versa and we celebrated New Year's and half of them won't have a damn thing to do with me because I'm a conservative and even worse, I'm a Trump supporter. Can you imagine? I want you to imagine as a liberal in the United States of America, all of the things that I have just mentioned to you about ostracism and being shut out and shut down and defunded and deplatformed. I want you to understand. I want you to know what that feels like. Because that is an America. 
that isn't bloody America. And I'm done. I'm done with it. I'm done being told. And the most recent way to shut us up is to call us uh, deniers. Or, or we, uh, we do uh, misinformation and disinformation. What you're saying is misinformation and disinformation. Like we're supposed to just say, oh, oh, okay, well, if the government says it's misinformation and disinformation, it must be wrong. Or they're just trying to shut us up. I really do appreciate Tulsi Gabbard leaving the Democrat Party. I wish it wouldn't have taken so long, and I've, I wish it wasn't at a time that it's so pretty safe to do it. That's all I'm saying. I'm glad she did it. Ballsy. Ballsy. Don't get me wrong. And I hope that others follow her lead. So on that, I will give her 100% credit for doing it and bringing others with her. What I would recommend is you don't immediately become Republicans until Republicans convince you they're going to do the right thing. And if I were running for office as a Republican, I would say everything that Mitch McConnell wants you to say. I mean, I'd stick with my guns on, on all your conservative principles, but I would say, oh, yeah, we uh, you know don't even hint at kicking Mitch McConnell's ass out. But when you get in, Congress, do it. All right? We're done. Let's go to Steve in uh, Santa Cruz, California. Hello there, Steve, the home of KSCO. What's going on, my friend? Rob, i got to tell you why you're dead wrong on this one, man. You should have probably called me. Uh, okay. Listen, um, I'm a huge – I would die for Donald Trump. I'm a huge fan for what he put himself and his family through to serve this country. And, you know, guys like Mitch McConnell, Paul Ryan, and that war hero guy, I can never remember his name, who okay. milked, his work, milked it for years in politics okay. and who uh, tried to sabotage Trump. Uh, I forget his name. Okay. Uh, uh, McCain? Guys, no, it's not McCain. Was yeah. it McCain? Yeah, that, that's okay. Okay, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. The, the disdain that I feel for those people, I think you you can imagine. Yeah, uh, those 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 do nothing rhinos. I have nothing but disdain for. But yes. this is my point, and Please. this is what's crucial. Tulsi Gabbard and the people that are well intentioned that want to be support the party, you cannot afford to chop them up. You need them on your team. I know, Steve. I I know. Not and the did time you to discard people from the party? You I'm not. Chop them up. I'm not yeah. discarding it from the party, but I am saying that the Republican Party has to do some things to, to earn her. Now, she, what she has done, she's not committed to the Republican Party. All she's done is leave the Democrat Party. So that's what I'm trying to say, Steve. But go ahead, continue, please. Okay. I think, I think we're optimistic. Both of us are op- very optimistic. And I think that we're hoping for the best in the midterms. And I think there's, a, there's, there's reason for optimism, but I do not think we can take it for granted. I think yeah, I get that. Down, I get that. It's going to be a down and dirty fight. Yeah. And we're going to need everybody on our team. And this yeah. is not the time to basically criticize each other and sabotage each other. I understand, Steve, I understand what you're saying. And, and you know, forever we've been rather tepid about offending other people or, you know, this and that. And all I'm saying is to Tulsi Gabbard, I wish you wouldn't have waited as long. Now let's, let's bring you to the conservative fight. And now you can prove your salt as a conservative, and then while she's doing that, the Republican Party has to 
earn her membership. Do you understand what I'm Rob, saying? Rob, bring her on air. Bring her on your I'm show. going to. I'm going to. Listen, I was already talking to other people this morning, and I said, uh, and they were like right in there. They said, I wrote Tulsi this morning. And listen, I, I'm not meaning to be negative like you, you maybe you think I am about Tulsi Gabbard. I'm glad she left. I just wish it wouldn't have taken so long. And maybe, listen, let me just say this to you, Steve. Maybe one of the reasons why she didn't was, I mean, look at what it took her to be first. You see what I mean? Look at, she's the first. All the things that I just gave you. So clearly, the Democrat Party, the cabal that she said, has a uh, stranglehold on anybody trying to leave the plantation, right? Well, she's a closet. I think she's been a closet, at least generous, but probably a conservative for, for a long time. That's why she had a, a ring of truth in the debate. Yeah. Um, I admire her. I can't wait to see her. And I'd like yeah. to say one other thing, if I could, a shout out to Please. Michael Savage. I yeah. heard him on his very first night on KGO Radio, and I knew, <laughs> I knew he was a genius. And I thought, I'm gonna, this guy you, is a, you want to hear something interesting about Dr. Savage? Um, yeah. And this is one of the things, you know, Steve, I've only been on a nationally syndicated radio program for a year. And he wrote me personally and said, I love your show. And, and he says, I'm the only truth teller in talk radio. And I'm like, awesome. God, Dr. Savage said that. You know what? I met him at the Embarcadero. He had a table up. He was doing an, had an information, an informal uh, meetup at uh, the Embarcadero in San Francisco. And I met him one day. And he goes, how are you doing, man? Like, um, what's your relationship like? How's your wife? And I said, well, it's not. I said, it's not going that well. And he says, well, things will improve. <laughs> great. Really? Well, you know what he told yeah. me yesterday? He says, Rob, send me the entire show. He says, but I really want the stuff that we talked about while we were in break. Because that was the most oh. compelling stuff. It was. And you want to know the cool thing about Dr. Michael Savage? He's yeah. the first celebrity that I've ever interviewed that seemed to be more interested than me in me, uh, as interested in me as I was in him. And he asked me as many questions. Off the air, he interviewed me. I don't know if you knew that. He did. He interviewed he's very, me. He, he's, he's very humble. And, I, you know, maybe he can make a cameo once in a while on your show. I hope so. It just, you know, yesterday was the first time he waited for my show, which is the greatest honor of my broadcast career, I can honestly say. He waited for my show to return to radio. He he sounded good. He sounded healthy. And you know why? Because he was loose and he was having fun. And before the show, we decided we weren't going to talk about politics. We were just going to talk about radio. And we strayed into politics a little, but he was great. Steve, God bless you. And listen, again, I'm going to get Tulsi Gabbard on the show. I'm just saying... Why did it take so long? Why did it take so long? And I guess maybe it is. It's that stranglehold. It's the Democrat media cabal. It is. It's a stranglehold. And if you dare to stray from it, maybe this will cause a cascade. Maybe the dam will break. I hope so. Buster, you'll be up next. Hold on. This is the Rob Carson Show. Ah, hmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. 
Say it loud and proud. Let's go, Brandon. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. This is MSNBC. Uh, this isn't about, you know, Republicans, if Republicans win, all right? So, uh, you know, I've been talking about the apartheid against uh, conservative speech uh, that I've experienced for as long as I've been in broadcasting. And I sealed my fate. I didn't realize I sealed my fate uh, ever hosting a late night TV show on network television by being a conservative. I didn't realize that until I'd, you know, been writing for Rush for a few years. And I, I guess I didn't even realize until two people just basically rejected me outright. And I'm like, well, son of a gun, son of a gun. And all my friends and and uh, and some colleagues who no longer have anything to do with me, and all of the people on on university campus. How many people on university campuses that are you know traditional you know, Yale or uh, you know Washburn or what the hell I don't know. But how many uh, conservative faculty members are really engaged in those institutions? Joe Biden delivered a speech in Philadelphia, and he called conservatives and MAGA Republicans fascists. And I made the, uh, I said, replace the word MAGA Republicans with Jews. See how that sounds. See if that sounds really uncomfortable or weird. And it really did. Jews want to destroy our democracy, right? How's that sound? Kind of scary. But that's how the left treats us. And, and I would venture to say, you look at the, tra- I'll get the transcript of his speech and I'll just replace it with different groups, blacks. I'll replace it with Jews. I'll replace it with other people who've been ostracized and punished and destroyed because of who they are. And I will tell you the same thing is happening now exclusively to conservatives in our country. I mean, everything. Did you see what they, the PayPal. PayPal decided they were emboldened by the Biden administration to say that if you use PayPal and you distribute what PayPal says is disinformation, they will fine you $2,500. And yesterday, PayPal's share price dropped by 6%. And this morning, I deleted PayPal. And I want them to go out of business because they did it deliberately. It was deliberately. It was a corporate decision. They didn't decide in the last minute. It wasn't a slip. It's like, where the hell was it? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Colorado. Colorado incorrectly sent 30,000 votes, voter registrations, to uh, on postcards to non-citizens. And uh, it was in Spanish and English. And it said here, you know, just go out and, and read. It came from uh, 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 Colorado Public Radio, said the Democrat uh, Secretary of State, Gina, uh, Gina Griswold. They sent out uh, 30,000 postcards to illegals instructing how, them how to register to vote. And they're saying it was a mistake. No, it wasn't. And you know why I know it wasn't a mistake? Because I'm not stupid. And then PayPal pulls this crap yesterday. This after Joe Biden, maybe you didn't remember, but he actually, uh, he, um, he recommended a comptroller of the currency to take over the currency. And she's a, uh, she graduated, uh, she, she went to co- a university in China. She got like a mousy tongue scholarship. She is a radical communist and she wanted to get rid of all the banks. Money. 
And then PayPal decided to bring it to the private sector. And they did a face plant. And I hope they go out of business. Buster in Santa Cruz. Buster, you got about a minute, my brother. Give me your thoughts. What do you got? Oh, Grazi Prego to Michael. Thank you for having him on. And I love that speech by Tulsi. It makes me think we need a third party because a lot of these Democrats don't want to go Republican, Rob. Well, Buster, right now before this election, third party will just be votes for Democrats. So let's let's put that one on the table until we get through November the 8th and then uh, work on getting Mitch McConnell and other these other power brokers who've been there forever the hell out of office and the hell out of positions of power. How does that sound? That sounds great. Let's get them rhinos out of there and straighten up the Republican yeah. Party. Thank let's you. make let's make these rhinos an endangered species, not the white ones in Africa. You leave those alone. But the uh, the rhinos in Washington D.C. I say we hunt them out of extinction. How's that sound? <laughs> All right, we got much more. Uh, phone lines are lit up. Eight hundred nine two two six six eight zero. This is the Rob Carson Show. European American Armory Corp, or EAA Corp, is specialized in providing high-quality, innovative, and reasonably priced firearms to the U.S. since 1990. You can choose from a wide selection of unique and traditional pistols, whether you're looking for a concealed carry, revolver, shotgun, or competition pistol, EAA Corp has it. EAA's 1911 series comes in compact, carry, or full-size in three popular calibers. If you're a first-time gun owner, EAA Corp's all-in-one 9mm MC9 Striker fire pistols come fully equipped in a sleek, light, ergonomic package ideal for everyday carry. In addition, their lineup includes the MC312 series of 12-gauge shotguns for hunting, sporting, tactical, or personal defense that will exceed your expectations. There is a limited lifetime warranty on every series available today at EAA Corp. EAA Corp says get the quality firearm you've always wanted and save yourself a lot of hard-earned money. Visit EAACorp.com. That's EAACorp.com to learn more and order online or through your local dealer. Rush Limbaugh shared his comedy for years. Now you'll hear it here. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show, and we have much to get to. If you would like to chime in on it, uh, here it is, 800-922-6680. That is the uh, number you need to call if you would like to be a part of the show. You have any comments you'd like to make about what I'm saying? You want to agree, disagree? I don't care. I don't care. doesn't matter. Uh, so uh, Joe Biden, he went over to Saudi Arabia just a few weeks, well, no, months ago, and he fist bumped the uh, premier of Saudi Arabia, who he called a murderer and everything. And uh, Joe Biden says he didn't talk about oil over there, but uh, actually he did, apparently. And uh, it's kind of odd because months later, Saudi Arabia, the kingdom of Saudi Arabia, decided to cut oil exports by or production by 2 million barrels. Two million barrels. And now Joe Biden is all mad. He's like, you know, get off my lawn, Saudi Arabia. Brr, you know, that kind of stuff. Well, it turns out Joe Biden really didn't care about gas prices in this country. He just wanted Saudi Arabia not to cut production before the election. Here's uh, Senator Tom Cotton sharing the story. The Democrats will do anything to try to keep gas from increasing before the election. But remember, he didn't ask the Saudis not to cut production. He only asked them to wait for a month until after the election. Yeah, because he still hates 
hates, hates fossil fuels. So if you think that maybe, oh, I'm learning the lesson here. No, no, no. They still want those seven, nine, ten dollar gas prices and for you to drive crappy electric cars. Because it's the official stated policy of Joe Biden on the campaign trail and since he's been in office to do everything he can to hurt fossil fuel production here and around the world. Which is yeah, and uh, it's very clear in case you didn't understand it. Uh, you're completely clueless. Don't pay attention at all. Uh, if you think that while Joe Biden is in office that your gas prices are going to go down and they are going to relent with regard to these idiotic uh, mandates to buy new uh, electric cars and all that uh, you're wrong you're absolutely wrong i actually uh I, my I, I, I mentioned this to you i'm getting my first new car in almost 20 years and uh, and i decided i want to go with i there's no freaking way i'm going to buy an suv that's electric that's just stupid and i'm it's really stupid to buy a pickup truck so if you are a uh, drywaller or a farmer or uh, a painter of uh, you know any repute at all and you buy an electric truck, you're only hobbling yourself. Because once you put a payload in the back of an electric truck, your mileage goes, <laughs> just like that. <laughs> just like that. So what's the point in having it? There is none. There is none. But, you know, uh, before we jump into the, uh, the FBI and their abject corruption and their lying and the fact that they need to uh, go away, let's get real quick into uh, another politician who is brain-addled, and that would be a guy who is running for, uh, for uh, Senate in the state of... Um, Pennsylvania, and his name is uh, John Fetterman. He is a hippie. He is a loser. He's a hipster. He's never had a job in his life. He's lived in his parents' basement. I can go on and on. And he also had a massive stroke. Had a big old massive stroke not too uh, not too long ago, and uh, his brain isn't working very well. In fact, it's working really really badly. Uh, here is a uh, a new story. He was actually featured, and uh, and his brain isn't working so bad that when he does interviews, he has to watch a computer screen. He he can't talk to people. He can't talk to people at all. Here it is. Because of his stroke, Fetterman's campaign required closed captioning technology for this interview to essentially read our questions as we ask them. And Lester, in small talk before the interview, without captioning, it wasn't clear he was understanding our conversation. Okay. Did you hear that? It wasn't clear that he was understanding the conversation. And this is what Democrats want in office, in the Senate. Before the interview, without captioning, it wasn't clear he was understanding our conversation. Man, I tell you what, you are a broken political movement. If you are willing to put forth a candidate who is so brain-addled, they don't know which way is up. Oh, wait, they did that in 2020. I'm sorry, I guess I kind of screwed that up. Here's a little more from the interview with uh, John Fetterman, who uh, is so brain-addled, he cannot even understand the language. He has to read it on a screen, and when he does finally read it on a screen, he responds like this. But right now, voters really have to take your word for it. We've asked for your medical records. We've asked to have a conversation with someone from your medical team to interview your physician. You've declined those requests. Why? He's literally reading the question off the screen, then moving away from the screen to look at her. Well, I, I feel like we have been very transparent in a lot of... <laughs> Fantastic. The different ways when our doctor has already given. We've been transparent in a lot of different ways. 
Other than the whole, my brain doesn't work because I had a massive stroke. Very transparent in a lot of different ways. When our doctor has already given a letter saying that I'm able to serve. And but. And to, to be uh, running. I mean, respectfully, that letter from your physician, that was six months ago. Don't voters deserve to know your status now? Being on in front of thousands and thousands of, of people and having interviews and getting around all across Pennsylvania, that gives everybody and the voters decide, you know, if they think that it's... it's. That gives uh, voters decide. Duh. I mean, morons. And, you know, he, he goes out and talks to them. And, and he, let's hear that again. And having interviews and getting around all across Pennsylvania, that gives everybody and the voters decide. That you know, gives everybody and the voters decide. Really that gives everybody in the voters decide. Other than that, you know, his brain works absolutely perfectly. You shouldn't worry about it at all. Dear God in heaven. Let's go to uh, Brian in White Marsh, Maryland. Hello there, Bri. Welcome to the Rob Carson Show. What's on your mind? Hey, Rob, you got to give Fetterman a break, man. Come on, the president even said, I got two words for you, made in America. America. <laughs> yeah, comparatively speaking, the guy's not doing too bad since he had a stroke. Yeah, we got to give him a little bit of slack, but... Uh, the reason why I called, Rob, is, man, I, I wish I could share your positivity, your positive outlook on what will happen uh, to the FBI and other agencies if uh, Republicans take over. And I, I, I listen to you every day, and it's very inspirational. I just do not have faith in the Republican leadership and McCarthy and uh, uh, McConnell to do the right thing. So I think it's just going to be business yeah. as usual. Uh, well, I understand that. Um, but uh, there's a thing called uh, holding people's feet to the fire. and it, uh, it, it, takes, it takes a will to do that, and that's what I'm saying. I don't think the people that we have in there now have that will. Ah! Ah! But aren't we getting a whole lot of people going into Congress that aren't those people? We do, but they're going to be at the junior level. It, this needs I to understand. come from leadership. Yeah. I understand. I understand. I understand, Brian. I mean, the Dem the Republican Party has uh, has sold us out many times in the past, and uh, we've got to make it very clear to those who are running for office. And I think they get it because you know why they're MAGA Republicans, Brian. They are a I different a, ball game. They're a mag. They're yeah, MAGA I Republicans. Lot, I have a. I, had, I do have a lot of faith in the people that are coming up through the ranks. Uh, Adam Laxalt in, in Nevada. I think he's going to be fantastic. Yeah. 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 Uh, even J.D. Vance, not a huge fan, but I think he's going to be much better than Tim Ryan. But oh, dear God, um, yes. I'm going to keep listening to you every day, man, and just keep keep pumping. Well, Brian, Brian, you can't just, you cannot just sit shirt. back. You got do do me a favor. You cannot yeah. just sit back and kind of go, "Woe is me." We, uh, there's no time for that, Brian. Uh, you, you, you've got to fight until November the 8th. That's what you've got to do. So I'm not going to give up. I'm not. And, and am I being a little unrealistic about the uh, vinyl siding salesman, Kevin McCarthy? Yeah. Yeah. He w wouldn't be better at uh, vinyl siding salesman. If he were on, H if he were on like that, uh, the TV channel, the home shopping, he would own it. He would own it. But as far right. as being a leader of the Republican Party, yeah, I, I kind of go, eh, really? Eh, eh. Yeah. But. Hang in there, bro, and, and vote but, for Dan Cox, dude. Vote for Dan Cox. Do what you can in Maryland. Absolutely. All right, Thank you, Rob. Thanks for the call. Here's, a, here's a, uh, I don't know if you knew this, but the FBI is uh, so ungodly corrupt as we could have never imagined in our history. I mean, uh, it, worse than the Stasi in many ways because uh, we don't have to behave like uh, East Germany. We don't have to. We live in a country that's free, but we have people in the Democrat Party and, and uh, the biggest agencies of the federal government who've decided to act just like 
Russia, and just like, or Soviet Union, I should say, and China. And they're inspired by China, by the way. When you hear things like Russian disinformation, oh, you're Russian disinformation, it's because they admire it. I'm not kidding. They admire it, and they literally, they say, well, that's Russian disinformation, and they mean it. Because they're using the tactics of Russian disinformation. That's why they're calling it that. They're using the tactics. And then they're saying, oh, yeah, it's Russia. No, 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 no. They're using the same tactics. They are performing the same tactics that they do in Russia. It's sanctioned by the United States government. And they're able to say it's Russian disinformation because of that. But make no bones about it. They, bones about it. They are completely down with how Russia has done it. Here's the story last night. Over the 2016 anti-Trump dossier, FBI supervisory counterintelligence analyst Brian Auten testifying that a group of agents met with Christopher Steele overseas in early October 2021 about his dossier, which contained salacious allegations against Trump and members of his 2016 campaign. And it was paid for by the DNC and Hillary Clinton and the FBI. Now, during questioning, Auten revealed the FBI offered Steele $1 million to corroborate the dossier's allegations against now former President Trump. But how does it feel as a field agent to know that uh, uh, while you're making 70 or 80 grand, if you're lucky, you know, and you got to risk your life every day, that the upper echelons of the FBI were paying some jackass a million dollars to lie about a dossier to overthrow the government in a uh, coup and a coup to steal an election. Otten testified that Steele could not. Durham also asked, quote, on October 21st, 2016, the date of the Carter Page FISA application. Did you have any information to corroborate the dossier, which Otten responded, no. Yeah, but they went ahead to the FISA court and they got a warrant to surveil Donald Trump, his campaign, his transition team, and his presidency. Uh, blow up the FBI and reinvent it. Blow up the FBI and reinvent it. Dear God in heaven. It's a joke. But here's what the uh, media uh, said about the uh, Hunter Biden laptop, which was real, by the way, 100% real. There's no doubt about it. It was real. It contains real information. When some real people are in charge, some real people like Hunter Biden and Joe Biden need to go to jail. Putin heard this. Our allies and friends heard this. Uh, this is truly we're talking about the laptop the from hell. President Trump, we're, we're talking about race right now, and I do want to stay on the issue of race. President Trump, you I have to respond to that. Please. Because, look, very there are 50 former national intelligence folks who said that what this he's accusing me of is a Russian plant. You mean the laptop is now another Russian? All of those people have been discredited. Russia, Russia hoax? And that's exactly it. what... Is this that's where exactly you're going? This is going. where he's... So, understanding... What now, by the way, uh, a CIA agent last night was on with uh, Brett Baer, and he tried this uh, Russian disinformation crap. And I'm going to explain why uh, he was absolutely wrong. And uh, he's one of the many people who need to pay uh, for what they did to the American people and the Trump campaign. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. If you don't like his opinion, see the First Amendment and get back to us. It's The Rob Carson Show. All right, so uh, just want you to know, all you guys who work for uh, DHS, 
Uh, you, uh, the agents, the border agents who uh, were accused of whipping Haitian uh, immigrants. Well, the guy who took the picture literally told uh, Alejandro Mayorkas, your DHS secretary, three hours before his initial response to it, that uh, he never saw anybody whip anybody. Yeah, it, it may. He said he say the picture might be misconstrued as you know, mis, misconstrued as agents whipping Haitians. So I want you to know that uh, uh, Alejandro Mayorkas and Alejandro Mayorkas uh, disregarded that and literally uh, went after the agents, suspended the agents. Uh, still has not uh, has not apologized to the agents. Uh, he said, "I want to assure you, we are addressing this with tremendous speed and tremendous force. The facts will drive the action we." take well he left the facts on the table before he went after his own agents his own agents bravo uh alejandro Mayorkas. let's hope that your career ends uh, very abruptly without any benefits at all any retirement and hopefully some jail time to be quite honest honestly ridiculous Bombshell revelation. One million dollar offer to steal shows the FBI misled Congress on the Russia probe. The House Intelligence Committee under Devin Nunes sent 17 congressional subpoenas to the FBI for information specifically related to payments and confidential human sources were denied this information and they learned about it four years after the investigation. The FBI offered Christopher Steele $1 million to corroborate the dossier. Former House Intelligence Committee investigator and friend of our show, Cash Patel, said this proves the Bureau knew it hadn't been able to verify Trump-Russia collusion narrative and misled Congress. Congress. This should end the FBI. This should result in a lot of people going to jail. This is Sebastian Gorka, a little uh, viral video in his uh, Artemont last night talking about this. He should know because he is uh, he is a, a good former deep stater. Just got a call from John Solomon. You need to read my Twitter and you need to look at the article that he just broke. Today in federal court during the Danchenko trial, an FBI witness has under sworn testimony said the FBI offered disgraced MI6 spy a million dollars for dirt on President Trump, evidence that Christopher Steele did not have. The FBI is finished. This has to lead to the dismantling of a bureau. I believe I said that, oh, about six months ago. (laughs) Listen, I'm not meaning to compare my my knowledge of uh, anything in Washington, D.C. to that of Seb Gorka, by the way. Uh, No, no freaking way. He's the dude. All respect to to Seb Gorka. He is, uh, he's the man. So I would never, but uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to have to say that I I completely uh, agree with him. One million dollars. FBI former Intel supervisor admitted in court FBI offered Steele $1 million to prove the dossier was real, but he couldn't. Lawless FBI used it to go after President Trump anyway. This should be enough to end the FBI. Yeah. Uh, during question, questioning from uh, Special Counsel Durham, Brian Auten, a supervisor, counterintelligence analyst with the FBI, revealed the million-dollar sum. The million-dollar sum. Can you believe this? And here's uh, Jim Jordan uh, a few days 
talking about the FBI, the glorious, well, once was, maybe never was, FBI and how corrupt they are. This is the FBI who's involved themselves in every single election for the last four cycles. This is a point Congressman Gates made in committee a few weeks ago. In 2016, they spied on President Trump's campaign. In 2018, it was the Mueller investigation. In 2020, they suppressed information about the Hunter Biden laptop. And now in 2020... They call this a coup. This is a coup. Thought you should know. They've raided the home of a uh, of the former president, taken the phone. But we can believe that the 2020 election was on the up and up. One of a sitting member of Congress, 91 days before an election. So when is the FBI not going to involve themselves in in one of our elections? That's that's probably a key question. Yeah. By the way, uh, FBI officials who warned Facebook of Russian disinformation before the Hunter Biden lap sh- uh, laptop bombshell are Democrat uh, donors. Two FBI officials who had knowledge of the Hunter Biden laptop in 2020 and alerted Facebook. Listen to this. That's what Mark Zuckerberg was talking about. Alerted Facebook to potential Russian disinformation. Our Democrat donors, they gave money to, uh, uh, let's see, uh, Facebook, FBI's Foreign Influence Task Force, Laura Demlov, and the head of the FBI San Francisco Cyber Division, Elvis Chan, uh, were likely engaged in suppressing Facebook distribution of the story on the platform, according to the Washington Free Beacon. By the way, donations raise question as whether the FBI officials were working in an official capacity with partisan intentions during the 2020 election cycle. Of course they were, because the FBI also covered up Hunter Biden's laptop. The FBI was in possession of the laptop for over a year before the Post covered the story. Uh, in 2017, Director Christopher Ray established the Foreign Influence Task Force to identify and counteract malign foreign influence operations targeting the United States. They knew that Hunter Biden's laptop was real, and they decided to uh, say it was Russian disinformation. Does it make sense yet? Yeah, it does, doesn't it? All right. Doug Mastriano, next governor of Pennsylvania, joins us from the campaign trail right after this. Don't go anywhere. There's only one Rob Carson on the radio. Oh, thank God. It's the Rob Carson Show. All right, so uh, coming up in a couple minutes, we've got uh, Doug Mastriano. We're going to get him on the uh, campaign trail in Pennsylvania. He is uh, running against a, a radical leftist, Josh Shapiro, and uh, he's going to uh, he's going to win. You can't say that. You don't know because you know anything could happen. Well, you know what? Uh, Doug, I don't know if you knew this, he won uh, his uh, primary by 24%. uh, Despite, um, you know, uh, so much money being spent by others against uh, Doug Mastriano. We've also got another race going on in Pennsylvania. uh, That being John Fetterman, whose brain doesn't work, running against uh, Dr. Oz. Dr. Oz, and, uh, and uh, that's a neck-and-neck neck race, although although John Fetterman has a really large lump on his. I don't even know what's going on. Uh, from the campaign trail, we have the man, Doug Mastriano, on the line. How you doing today, sir? Fantastic on our way to Pittsburgh right now. I love it. Doug, I, I've been talking to a lot of people about your campaign, and, and you know, it's uh, people are up one day and the next day, oh, gosh darn it, we're back, and then the New York Times comes out with a piece, and I'm like, you got to disregard all that crap. you got to disregard all that crap. What was the latest allegation, that you're anti-Semitic or something? Is that what they're saying? <laughs> Whatever. 
know, <laughs> there you go. When all those fails call your your opponent, you know, white supremacist and blah blah blah. Just just stop. <laughs> I know, man. I'm just I'm I'm really quite tired of it, and I'm getting calls. You know, I get people calling. They'll say, "We appreciate your optimism, Rob. We really, really do." But and I'm like, I don't have time for that nonsense. We are in a war right now. We and you're the man. You've been to war. All right, you know what it's like. We cannot be distracted. Doug, from your experience as a military member, if you are in a battle where you have to defeat an opponent, is there any time for you to question uh, the opponent's tactics? Is there any time to listen to the opposition uh, that you, you're probably going to... Is there any time for that noise? Absolutely not. You know, Thank and, you. And I'm, I'm, I'm fair game for constructive criticism, but you know, for instance, last night I had a guy, you know, I'm concerned about some messaging. And then come to find out he's never listened to any of my speeches or, or anything. I'm like, <laughs> dude, I'm like, I'm, I'm, uh, every time someone has a great idea, I'm like thinking, when's the last time you ran a state-wide campaign in Pennsylvania? Yeah, and you've also got a slavish media, both uh, in the state of yeah. Pennsylvania and nationally. But, Doug, one of the things that, I mean, I, you have to admit that everybody in Pennsylvania has to be concerned with, and that is the descent into hell of the city of, Pencil, of, of uh, Philadelphia. And Josh Shapiro owns this, and in fact, are stubborn things, John Adams, that are second president. The fact is we're on, on we already have 414 homicides in Philadelphia on track for 600 this year. Josh Shapiro, when he took over as our senior law enforcement official, it was 277 annually in Philadelphia. Now, last year, it's 562. Uh, we're fourth in fentanyl deaths. I mean, there's been a 1,000 carjackings in the city. It's spilling out to the safer areas outside. Even Chester County is now having carjackings and what have you. And that Josh Shapiro owns that. Now, look, if, if people in Upper Earth are vacuous enough to believe something from the New York Times. Obviously, the, the Times is worried about me winning, so they have to write complete deceitful lies about the yeah. campaign. Yeah. If, if anyone bother, come, come to my rallies and see for yourself. Don't yeah. be so gullible. Uh, anywhere we go, we, we, we get two to 500 people at events. And I'm talking middle of the day when Republicans are working. Josh Shapiro, my opponent, he's not traveling the state. He's not going to the minority communities. He's not going to the cities. And he can't draw flies. I mean, the best he can do is maybe 65 people on a Saturday afternoon. Are you kidding yeah. me? Yeah. I, I call that I call that a, a terrible turnout for me. No, I call it a great tournament. turnout if it was a, a Payless Shoes grand opening. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be pretty big, Doug. That'd be pretty big. Uh, it looks like Trafalgar, Trafalgar, who is a group that I uh, I like to follow because they know what they're talking about. Uh, they say that the race is within two points, uh, and considering the margin of error, it is neck and neck. What are you hearing? Yeah, I, you know, obviously we're looking at our own internal numbers and what have you here, and, and we're going to see a blowout victory on the 8th of November. I'm top 27 days from now. That's what really matters. But if everything's on the path it's headed to now for, for my campaign, and this is the most important race in the nation, a, a, a senator cannot affect crime, cannot change energy policies in, in, in the state. Pennsylvania can do all that under Governor Mastriano. And so our numbers look fantastic. This is why we're getting record crowds. I mean, the, the Indian uh, community has embraced those, the Pakistanis, the, the Horn of Africa folks from Somali, what have you. I mean, it's, the Latinos are really breaking for us. I know, I know. And, and let's also talk about black people. I mean, because honestly, yeah. I mean, you look at the abuse that uh, uh, black people have suffered at the hands of the Democrat Party for decades. They're finally beginning to turn, and they should, because what is the Democrat 
party offering them right now. Look at look at Philadelphia. Look at have you been to a Wawa store at midnight lately? I mean, come on, guys. Yeah. Schools are failing. These kids are growing. We're going to have another generation of kids who you might as well be told in school, A, you're not going to get educated. If you do, it's going to be woke nonsense, and you're going to be dead by the time you're 20. And we're seeing a shift there as well. Let me speak specifically to Philadelphia and, and, and even more so to the African-American community uh, in Philadelphia. Uh, you, you had a Democrat mayor for 72 years. You've had a Democrat city council for 58 years. Uh, every two to four years, these Democrats crawl their holes and make empty promises to you, and your city is falling yeah. apart. You're less safe. Your babies are being killed. Your kids aren't receiving an, an education that gives them opportunity in America. If jobs are leaving the city, why would you vote for Josh Shapiro when he's turned his back on you? He's turned his back and abandoned the people of Philadelphia, especially the African-American community. It's time. For, you got nothing to lose, and everything no. gives the guy a shot. Yeah. Uh, Doug, now you have extensive experience with regard to uh, Ukraine, with regard to uh, uh, Eastern Europe and whatnot. And I, and I do want, considering your decades of experience, uh, your thoughts on what's happening in Ukraine, your thoughts about Joe Biden going to fundraisers and hinting at that we might be the closest we've been to nuclear Armageddon since the Cuban Missile Crisis. Completely off topic, but I have to hear your thoughts on this. No, thank you. I mean, I worked with the Soviet Union in early years and, and in Russia after the collapse of the Soviet Union. So it is one of my areas of expertise at the strategic level. You know, first off, commenting on Joe Biden, going to a fundraiser, uh, alluding to the fact that this is the closest we're going to be to a nuclear war since the Cuban Missile Crisis in 1961, and then going to his beach house home for a three-day uh, vacation. Are you freaking kidding me? Uh, yeah. What? I mean, so first off, the guy is an embarrassment. If Vladimir Putin and no one else takes him seriously, this is why we have this problem. I will note that under Donald Trump, old Vlad, the impaler, you know, he, he, he uh, behaved himself for four years. The only four years he's behaved himself since 2007. And uh, because he saw strength and he saw somebody he respected. Uh, we're on a perilous path. I, I don't, I don't, you know, Putin is kind of boxed in. The, the Ukrainian yeah. army is, is pleasantly surprising so many people. Yeah. And their ability to push back to this massive Russian ground force. Uh, I'm, I'm waiting to see what Putin does next. Yeah. Are you uh, are you concerned? I mean, you've got the federal government spending three hundred million dollars on countermeasures for um, for radiation poisoning in New York City. They're running PSAs for the first time since like the early 60s about the possibility of a nuclear attack. Um, what do you what do you have to say about it? And, and like I said, I trust you more on this than, than anybody, certainly more than Joe Biden. Yeah, you know, the Democrats have to live off of fear, and they have to live off of crises. Uh, yes. So I yeah. think this is another crisis that they're generating here to get out the vote. Yeah. Um, let me uh, ask you this. Um, we found out yesterday during the trial of uh, Igor Denchenko yesterday that the FBI attempted to pay Christopher Steele a million dollars to uh, convince Congress and others that the Russian dossier was legit. What do you have to say about that, and what should happen to any FBI personnel who is involved in that? I mean, my heart is grieved, and my, my spirit is, is grieved as well over that the fact that the matter is the Department of Justice has been weaponized and politicized. And we see this in the takedown of Mark Housen a couple of weeks ago, the pro-life counselor, who was in a shouting and pushing contest with, with a, an opponent on the abortion issue and thrown out of lower court as a misdemeanor and nothing. And then, uh, you know, we have a night raid with 30 agents coming to his house and waving weapons in his face. Uh, and this is sickening to me. This is yeah. very dangerous. People have yeah. to be 
themselves accountable. We, we need to have a Department of Justice and FBI that we can trust and that's respected. And right now, there's a serious problem. Yeah, um, I, I agree completely. Um, what are you hearing on the campaign trail from people? Uh, when, when people come up, what's the, what are the number one, number two things that they are saying, Doug, if you get, when you become the governor, this is what I need you to do? Yeah, number one is resolve the economic problem we have in our state here. People are having to choosing uh, this winter, it looks like, you know, between eating and eating. And uh, there's a lot I can do in that regard when I open up our energy sector and hopefully bring in, uh, you know, up to a, upwards, potentially, of $100 billion a year. I mean, I can yeah. lay out my plan and people need to see it. And now we'll bring high-paying jobs, relief economically, it'll help bring down inflation, although inflation is largely driven federally. If we make Pennsylvania energy independent and an energy exporter, we, we could get a, get a grapple on cost of living and opportunities in Pennsylvania. Number two is law and order. People yeah. want to live in a state where they can raise their kids without looking over their backs and wondering if the kids are going to come home alive or not. It's so bad in Philly under Josh Shapiro that the gravediggers yeah. say that they can't keep up with what burying wow. teenagers. Yep, and that's, this is Josh Shapiro. You, you, can't, you can't keep up with digging graves for teenagers. Dear God in heaven. Philadelphia, it, it, it's, time to, it's time for a change. It's time to have a fighter, somebody who served your country all his life, who's not all talk, who cares about you and cares about our Constitution and the future of your kids. And that's Doug Mastriano, and I'll have your yeah. back. And Philadelphia is the seat of our democracy. That's where it all happened. And, and right. gosh, we've got to save America's city. We've got to save uh, democracy. We've got to save the state of Pennsylvania. For God's sake, if, you, if you're near Pennsylvania and you don't go there in the fall, you're out of your mind. It is a, it's an absolutely gorgeous state. Doug, one final thing. How can we, outside of the state of Pennsylvania, support you and your campaign and become warriors for you in the last three weeks of this campaign? Thank you, Rob. And, and that's how we're being kept afloat here is a donation from across the nation from patriots like you and me. Uh, go to DougsForGov.com, donate online, sign up to be a volunteer. You don't have to live in Pennsylvania to volunteer, but, but we really do need money so we can keep running ads. Yeah. Hey, one other thing. How did that um, um, the, the rally with Trump, I, I don't think I talked to you since the rally for Trump there. That must have been something else. That was a blast. Oh, my God. <laughs> the energy was so uh, electrifying in the room that he called up my wife and I afterwards. And he was so excited. He said Melania watched. He was all pumped up about it. I love it. I love it, brother. I, I wish you Godspeed and God bless, and I hope that you will become the next governor. But we cannot stop fighting. We cannot believe anything the left is throwing at us about about fake news, about fake polls. I do believe there is an energy to your campaign, and, and I believe it's going to propel you. Uh, Doug for God, that's Doug, and then the number four, and then GLV.gov. If you can help out financially, please, money is what it takes because... Because money's flowing in from all over the world to support your opponent, right? The Democrats get it. They hats off to them. They understand that the path through the presidency is through Pennsylvania this year for 2024, and, and they're doing it. And, you know, I don't, I don't get why the national level organizations don't really understand on the Republican side. So it's up to the people to decide now. In America, we need your help. In Pennsylvania, all right. this is the most important race in the, in the nation right now. Yeah. It is, it is. Doug, I wish you the very best, and I hope to talk to you at least a time or two before the election. Uh, best of luck in your... Where are you headed today, by the way? You're heading to Philly, right? Or, no, no, Pittsburgh, right? Yeah, we're heading in the direction of Pittsburgh. We have an event up in Butler, and then an event close to Pittsburgh, and in Pittsburgh City tomorrow. All right, man. Take care of yourself, okay? Tell everybody we said hi, and we wish you the very best, okay? Thank you, Rob. God bless.
All right, very good. There you go, guys. It's uh, Doug for Gov. Doug, letter 4G-U-G-O-V.com. Uh, uh, DougforGov.com. Help him out if you can because you cannot be a doubter. You cannot go into this negative. We are in a war right now, okay? We are on a war footing. If you go into battle and throw your hands up, you're not going to win the battle. Let's take a break. You're listening to The Rob Carson Show. To all the Brandons out there, we salute you. It's the Rob Carson Show. It is the Rob Carson Show. Thanks to Doug Mastriano, Doug4Gov.com. It is Doug. Uh, letter four and uh, number four, I should say. <clears throat> number four. Sorry, I sounded like a Democrat. Uh, number four and GOV.com. You know, I'm excited about Halloween. I don't know if you, uh, if you uh, are into Halloween. I just kind of love the, the holiday because when I was a kid, I'd go into my little town in Neola, Iowa, and Doc Welburn, he had the biggest house in town. He'd give us full-size candy bars. We thought he were he was rich, man. I mean, he was rich. You got a full-size candy bar. This year, because of the economy, a lot of people are just uh, buying one bag of candy corn, and each of the kids just going to get one. There you go. Just, just, just take one. We don't leave it in front of a bowl in front of the house. It's not a good idea. But we'll give you one, uh, one candy corn, you know, because of the recession and all that. And then uh, a lot of scary things going on in the country as well, including uh, Joe Biden being the president. This is our uh, Hunter Biden Halloween theme song. I saw Hunter Biden get another pass. This is Jim Gossett. That laptop they won't open. While Donald Trump, they continue to harass. For anything they're groping. Ah, where's Hunter's laptop? That is nice. <laughs> ah, FBI has had it for three years. They just sat on it. The content they have sat on. Russian disinformation. Protecting Hunter and the big guy. The big guy. The rule of law they've spat on. Ah, where's Hunter's laptop? That is nice. Satire on radio. Smoking gent, son of the president. Lately, his paintings have been selling. <laughs> Hunter has no craft, though. Man, it's all just craft. <laughs> I tell you, he's a felon. Oh, where's Hunter's laptop? By the way, the. Uh... Assistant Secretary of uh, Cybersecurity for the FBI this year in questioning from uh, Matt Gates, said that they had no idea where the laptop was. That's how profoundly third world corrupt the FBI is. Unbelievable. And it's all real. It's all real. Last night, Brett Baer talked to this uh, former CIA officer, David Priest. And, uh, and he's still saying that the FBI thought this was Russian disinformation when they knew all along that uh, it was made up, bought and paid for by the DNC, Hillary Clinton, and, uh, and the FBI. ...cyclical scene of emails purportedly belonging to Vice President Biden's son, Hunter, much of it related to his time serving on the board of the Ukrainian gas company Burisma, has all the classic earmarks of a Russian information operation. Right. 
Why did you sign on to that? Yeah, because of what it says. It has all the classic earmarks of one of these operations. Talking about this letter that 50 uh, former uh, intelligence officials signed saying that it was Russian disinformation when they knew it freaking wasn't. You'll note elsewhere in the letter if you read it that it also says we don't know if this is a Russian operation. Yeah, you did. Bullcrap. At all. That has been dramatically changed in the retelling of the story but the letter is merely pointing out that this is the kind of thing that time after time after time people who study russian disinformation yeah. intelligence officers who look at russian tactics over the long period of time this is the kind of thing they like to amplify to sow discord within target countries I now know, but they sometimes that target country is the united states and the reason why he's saying that this is russian disinformation is not because russia is the source of it let me clarify this here's how he's skating around this they're using the tactics of Russian disinformation to create their own disinformation. That's how he's skating around this. This didn't come from Russia. It never did, and they knew it. But he's trying to lie about it by saying it's Russian disinformation. No, they just use the same tactics that the Russians use on other nations and their own people. That's what he's saying here. Don't ever forget that. I've got more from this jackweed. David Priest coming next hour. And then we're going to get into the FBI's abuse of, of uh, protesters who are pro-life. Oh, we've got to get into uh, Pfizer admitting the vaccine was never tested to prevent transmission. It never worked to prevent transmission. As I've said from the get-go, you've been played. This is The Rob Carson Show. They called us deplorables. We're not gonna take it. They shut down our country. No, we ain't gonna take it. They say our thoughts are disinformation. Our response, The Rob Carson Show. It is The Rob Carson Show. It's Thursday, guys. Can you believe it? The uh, 13th of October. And that would mean, uh, wow, I mean, not very many days until the election coming up. It looks like things are kind of going in the right direction. But, of course, we can't uh, let our guard down at all. Uh, a lot of positive signs. Republicans pulling ahead all over the uh, country. Um, we have a ton of stuff to get to. I, I want to follow up on Tulsi Gabbard here shortly. Uh, she did an interview um, to follow up her announcement she was leaving the Democrat Party. And while I am not willing to say uh, or put a sticker on the back of my car that says uh, DeSantis Gabbard 2024, um, uh, you know, I, I kind of, I really believe that she's made some uh, pretty, you know, dramatic changes in her life, and she gets it. Oh, my God, a Democrat who gets it, which kind of explains why she left the party, because if you stay in the party, you don't. As it is right now, if you stay in the Democrat Party, I mean, seriously, look at what the Democrat Party is behind. Are you down with it? Are you down with the CRT? Are you down with the transgender surgery on children? Are you down with uh, an open southern border? I mean, are you are you down with the possible nuclear war between Ukraine and Russia? Are you down with sending Ukraine a hundred billion dollars? I mean, real all of this stuff. At some point, don't you go? What the hell? I mean, I I disagree with the Republican Party on a few things. Certainly, uh, I certainly disagree with the Republican Party leadership in Washington D.C. But if the party was 
all of those things, I'd get the hell out of it. And listen, I mean, uh, I guess I, I'm still a member of the Republican Party. Uh, I wouldn't say that I'm necessarily, uh, I'm about as good as a Republican as I am a Catholic at this point. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know? Uh, I, I'm, 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 and I wouldn't even say, I guess libertarian, but an independent, really, honestly. I'm really independent. I, I just I tend to lean toward the Republican end of the spectrum because uh, they certainly have a whole hell of a lot more in common uh, with me than the Democrat Party does. Plus, also the you know original reason for the Republican Party is uh, that the states have their own rights, and if you don't like living in a certain state, you can move to another state. Unlike if the entire federal government is the state. Then you're kind of hosed. So we'll get to that uh, very shortly. Uh, tons and tons and tons of audio. John Fetterman's uh, uh, vid- uh, re- re- interview, I guess, the other night on NBC and how the mainstream media, the AP, and even NBC is is uh, not claiming this investigative reporter that stated the obvious and told the truth. We're going to share the details on that. Uh, Joe Biden said some crazy bleep bleep yesterday. Um, and wow, he, he even uh, uh, made up something about his his dead son but i guess the positive is he didn't ask and see if he was there uh you know which which could have been you know something that happened but it looks like the inflation report is out and uh, remember when uh, corinne jean and uh, joe biden said that zero inflation we have zero inflation well it looks like that the monthly figures are showing that inflation is accelerating it uh, fell or remained even in uh, in July and then August. Then there, September ticked up a little bit, and it looks like it's uh, it's back up again, kids. So the pedal is to the metal one more time. Uh, food month to month jumping 0.8 percent. Uh, rents month to month jumping 0.8 percent. I'm trying to find something that fell on this report. You know what? So far, I can't even. Find- I, I heard that beef was down a little bit, and the reason being with that is because nobody can afford beef right nobody can afford beef anymore and so uh you know now uh, the stores aren't selling as much beef and so the price comes down that's how it happens by the way that's that's one of the reasons why gas prices declined for a little bit other than that uh you know emptying our uh, our uh, oil reserves our strategic petroleum reserves just to bring down the price of gasoline and oh by the way it's been confirmed joe biden just asked uh, saudi arabia to uh, maintain levels of production and not cut them for the election that has been confirmed so he literally uh he asked saudi arabia hey here's the deal you can jack them up all you want you can cut production all you want after November, and Saudi Arabia decided to say, uh, nah, I don't think so. We're going to go ahead and do this. And then, uh, you know, the Biden administration is all mad about it, and suddenly everything is Saudi Arabia's fault, but it really all is uh, Joe Biden's fault. It's kind of funny because just the other night, Joe Biden said in an interview with Jake Tapper that, uh, that there's uh, not going to be a recession. Everything's, uh, everything's rosy. Midterm elections are four weeks from today. The economy remains top top of mind for voters. J.P. Morgan Chase CEO said the U.S. is likely to enter a recession in the next nine months. Bank of America says the U.S. could start losing 175,000 jobs a month. Gas prices are on the rise again. 
Should the American people prepare for a recession? By the way, real quick, uh, one of the things that was pointed out last night, I was watching the news, I was uh, flipping around to Newsmax, and I liked a little bit of Fox and a little bit of this, and a little bit, a little HGTV, you know, a little Food Network, got that uh, Halloween stuff going on with uh, cake decorating. And st- I know, I watch that. It's, it's sad. But anyway, uh, uh, <laughs> but the thing about Joe Biden, like uh, John Fetterman, the, the national media is less honest than the reporter who actually interviewed John Fetterman the other night. Joe Biden does his interviews days ahead of time and they edit them uh, copiously. Also, his late night appearances, like when he appeared on uh, Kimball's show a couple months ago, you know, hyper-edited to make everything just fine. And, and that's the case with this interview, by the way, with Jake Tapper. No. Look, they've been saying this now How every, every six months they say this. Every six months they look down the next six months and see what's going to happen. It hadn't happened yet. It hadn't been, there, there has There is no there's no guarantee that they're going to be re- I don't think there will be a recession. If it is, it'll be a very slight recession. Yeah, well, you uh, changed the definition of the word recession when uh, we officially entered a recession. So uh, don't think I can really trust you. No, no, never could, actually. Nobody ever could. As long as you've been in Washington, T.C., you've been a liar. It actually eliminated you from a presidential race way back when, when you were found to be uh, lying about everything and plagiarizing. It's your whole career's been about that. Joe Biden. Oh, yeah. And then uh, check this out. This is bad news for you guys driving your Priuses with the coexist bumper sticker spelled out in religious symbols. Uh, Fruit and dried vegetables up 40 percent year to year. Bad news for vegans. I think the only way that the left is finally going to turn on Joe Biden is when abortion becomes too expensive. You know, if you... (laughs) (laughs) Where's the price of abortion? Honestly, where is the price of abortion? I'd like to know what the price of abortion is uh, year to year to find out if it's actually gone up. So there you go. Uh, Fresh and dried vegetables up uh, 15% for the month. For the month? What the heck? And 40% for the year. Grains up 10% for the month. 30% for the year. I wonder why that is. Oh, yeah, because farmers can't afford fertilizer, which is uh, made from uh, petroleum products. And it's one of the reasons why we're able to be uh, this great food producer, because if we had the same dirt that we did back in the 1800s, it would be completely drained of nutrients and we'd be starving to death. But you see, uh, farmers figured it out how to uh, how to fertilize and not with the BS that they crank out of Washington, D.C. Eggs up 97 percent. For the year, bakery products, 14%. Pasta, 34%. Uh, let's see, dairy products, 18% for the year. Soft drinks up, 16% for the year. My wife will be proud. She's always trying to say, you can't have a Diet Coke. I have a Diet Coke like once a week. Can I just have a diet? You don't need that. Okay, whatever. Fresh fruits and melons up uh, 20% for the year. And turkey just in time for Thanksgiving up 38% for the uh, for the year. And then, by the way, this report out of Great Britain, the positive is out of all of this, all of this World Economic Forum economic plan that Joe Biden is down with, uh, well, uh, it's giving you a reason to live. I don't know if you do this. Joe Biden and the uh, left of the world have given you a reason to live. It's because dying is too expensive now. The polished hearses, the fresh flowers, the coffin. The way we say goodbye doesn't come cheap. No, no. And when you throw in rising energy and fuel prices, the cost of dying is the highest it's ever been. 
Wow, just wow. Michael Peace is part of a family firm of undertakers in Hampshire that has been providing services to the community for over 60 years. On our premises here, we've got a number of uh, refrigeration units that we have to run continuously to look. Yeah, you might want to put a box of baking soda in there. After deceased. And the Big one! Appropriate and, yeah. and, uh, and the best manner. And so those costs are going up. And of course, we have to sometimes pass those things on to the client. On to the, the client. There you go. <laughs> that's, uh, that's life in America, by the way. When I pass away, I'm probably going to have to cancel the uh, performance by the last remaining uh, living members of Van Halen. I suppose. Not giving up yet. I'm going to start saving for it. This is Jim Gossett. A recession, that is what we're in. No one can deny. You can't afford to die. The White House is attempting spin, but the numbers do not lie. Veggies up. Jeez. The GDP was negative for two quarters in a row. What's GDP stand for? That's a recession. It's always been time to face the music Oh, yeah. Gee, damn prices. You see, it's still a recession by any, any other name. Times hey. denial is late. And he has no brain. A recession, that is what we've got. Joe and Janet yelling are lying a lot. A recession by any other name. La, 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 la. Bye. That's from uh, Jim Gossett, two S's and two T's, jimgossettcomedy.com. If you have a uh, maybe a big holiday party coming up and you want to book a comedian who can do politics or not, you might want to check that out. Yeah, 40% up for veggies. So all of you, uh, you vegans, you, you vegans will be so mad at that. I bet you all of you are looking at you are like, get the 40%. And you, you get so mad, you step up out of the chair and you, you nearly pass out because, of course, you, you have malnutrition. But uh, anyway, on the way, we've got uh, some audio from Joe Biden. He says his son died in Iraq, even though he uh, had left the military and passed away from cancer. He'd been out of the military for uh, for six years. Then we'll get into uh, John Fetterman and the attempt to cover up his uh, obvious mental impairment. Your phone calls here are welcome at 800-922-6680. This is a Thursday edition of The Rob Carson Show. DHS, IRS, CDC, HHS, all complete BS. It's the Rob Carson Show. If you want to check out the podcast of the show, and this week, uh, I mean, what an incredible bunch of podcasts, including Michael Savage, Dr. Michael Savage, uh, returning to the radio for the first time in two years. He was on our show Monday. And uh, it's on all the digital platforms. And listen, if you're not all that you know familiar with podcasting and whatnot, uh, just go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcasts. All right? And I know there are some of you, you know, who are not all that familiar with podcasts. Uh, I'm, uh, I'm a podcast listener when I have the time. But uh, I think you're going to enjoy it. And then on Saturdays, we do, a, we do a best of. And that's kind of fun, right? So uh, all of the good stuff, all the parodies, all of my commentary, all of the, you know, whatever you want to listen to, uh, NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast we are uh, doing our level best to uh, to get to at least a million downloads a month and then we can build on that how does that sound it's pretty cool oh 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 social security uh you beneficiaries are going to leave the uh, get the uh, biggest uh, increase of a lifetime so i guess joe biden's uh, administration is 
uh, not only uh, legalizing the, what's to decriminalize weed and, and all that stuff. They're doing everything. They, they want to pay off student loans. They're doing everything they can to bribe you to vote Democrats. So to look past all of the destruction that Democrats have done in the country so you can get a paycheck. That's what they're doing. I mean, I'm glad because, uh, you know, Social Security is, uh, is a pittance. It's a joke, by and large. But uh, it looks like uh, many... Uh, 65 million Social Security beneficiaries will get a uh, uh, big increase, uh, some as, as much as about 9%. So, you know, and you need it. I mean, I'll just be honest, you need it. Uh, I mean, you're still not going to cover the cost of veggies, which are up 40% uh, percent year over year. That's why I would suggest just eat Cheetos and uh, meat. I'm kidding. Don't do that. It's not a good idea. But there you go. Uh, and then, of course, this headline, high inflation under Democrat President Joe Biden's economy is making American consumers anxious about the affordability of basic necessities such as housing, food and gasoline. So, um, you know, uh, Social Security recipients, obviously, if you don't have a if you don't have a pension, if you just have maybe savings and if you don't have that, just Social Security, then uh, it's got to be rough. So uh, I, I uh, I'm glad you got it. I'll just say that for those of you who don't need it, you know, whatever. I don't you know. But uh, that's what they're doing. That's what they're doing. I mean, it's not, yeah, it's, it's, a, it's an attempt to buy your vote. So don't, don't fall for it. Take the, take the money and run. Go on, take the money and run in case the, uh, you know, in the words of Steve Miller. Go on, take the money and run, but, uh, you know, don't expect a payback to vote Democrat. So Joe Biden uh, was at, uh, traveled to Vail, Colorado, deliver remarks on protecting and preserving the state's outdoor spaces. So he's, I guess he's trying to do like Teddy Roosevelt to some degree, even though we already invest greatly in our national parks and whatnot. And he, and he said that his son died in the Iraq, which is not the case. His son, Bo, lost his life to cancer, and I don't want to... That's got to be incredibly difficult. Can't even imagine. Can't even imagine what it's like for a dad. But uh, here's what he said yesterday. Soldiers of campaign learned to scale rock, ski, and survive, preparing for the war they were about to fight. The pivotal moment came, as the senator pointed out, in February 1945. He's talking about uh, soldiers before World War II going to Colorado to learn to ski and shoot. Either that or to be a biathlete. Uh, one of those things. Surprise ally attack in the mountains in Italy. Imagine. It's pitch black, punishing cold. The mission high in the mountains that hinged on the skill, strength, and stamina that could have... I don't trust anybody who says the word strength. It's strength. ...only been gained in a place like this. They're more than ready. They were more than ready that day and since then. American soldiers of the 10th Mountain Division scaled that 1,800-foot cliff at night caught the Germans by surprise, captured, captured key positions, and broke through the German defense line at a pivotal point in the war. Just imagine, I mean it sincerely, I say... Whenever he says, uh, no, I'm serious, not a joke, or that, uh, it means it's going to get all sorts of confusing and weird. This is a father of a man who won the Bronze Star, the Conspicuous Service Medal, and lost his life in Iraq. <sighs> Normally, you see an elderly man like this. He's talking about the, his, his passing of his son. And he mistakenly makes his son into a war hero. And you go and you say, well, that's, you know, I, I can say anything. Just to, you know, let him have his memory. That's cool. And that's fine. If he's not the president of the United States. Positions ...and broke through the German defense line at a pivotal point in the war. Just imagine, I mean it sincerely... I say this as a father of a man who won the Bronze Star, the Conspicuous Service Medal, and lost his life in Iraq. Imagine the courage, the daring, and the genuine sacrifice 
genuine sacrifice they all made. Uh, yeah. We're going to have to have an adult conversation about, uh, you know, sending dad, you know, can't take care of himself anymore. Yeah, that. Yeah, using the 25th Amendment. I- I'm being 100% serious on that. There's a little bit more from the president yesterday. Industries to define. Starts talking about the Grand Canyon here. Colorado today. Industries to support millions of American jobs, generating hundreds of billions of dollars for our economy, provide countless, countless memories for families. I taught my boys to ski here. I taught my family to ski here. I, uh, it's, and by the way, as you all know, especially for us Easterners, we talk about that at dinner. We talk, no, I'm serious. All those memories, all those memories that you all understandably take for granted, they're a big deal where I come from. Yeah. Today. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, and, uh, yeah. Not, uh, not all the way there, old, uh, Joe. Not all the way there. Um, and, and, you know, for those of you who think, well, you know, that's just one moment. That's just one second there. I mean, honestly, uh, Joe Biden, everybody slips up just a little bit. There is, uh, there is this, actually. The best way to get something done, if you, if it holds near and dear to you that you uh, um, like to be able to, anyway. From, from, uh, uh, Char- excuse me, from Charlotte. One, another line going from in Florida down to Tampa of Putin's kleptocracy. Yeah, I think we uh, know where I'm going to go with this. So on the way, John Fetterman, he's a, a candidate for Senate in the state of Pennsylvania. Fortunately, his polls are down because his brain don't work. That's coming up in a second. Your calls welcome 800-922-6680. This, my friends, is the Rob Carson Show. This is my favorite song ever. I know. Crazy. A lot of the uh, bumper music that I use have uh, stories. Uh, some of them just kind of kick butt. So show me how to live. Audio slave. Oh, yeah. 64% of voters are concerned about ben Biden's mental health, but there's nothing to see here. And uh, we are seeing now that the Democrat Party has uh, reached another new low as though that were possible, and that is they're completely cool with putting people in office who are mentally unfit to be able to do the job. Uh, And the reason they're doing this is because it's worked quite well with regard to our president, because uh, he has no idea what he's doing. It's very clear that he has uh, 64% of voters are concerned about his mental health. And the thing is, when you have somebody who is infirmed, uh, they can do anything. They, you know, they can do anything they're told. You tell them, they'll do it. It's nobody, okay, got it, no problem. Oh, yeah, I don't care. Nuclear war, I don't, what the hell? I don't give a darn. When, when do we get uh, the jello? When do we get the applesauce with dinner? Do I get that? Nuclear war? Okay, sure. Applesauce, please. That kind of thing. That's that's pretty bad. I mean, that's getting really, really, really bad. And I, I'm just saying, just use some common sense. Dear God in heaven, are you crazy? Are you crazy? And then yesterday, because, you know, people were saying, well, John Fetterman really shouldn't be running for office because it's me. His brain's not working. Well, here I got an idea. 
Since we're going to say, well, that's ableist. That's ableist. I mean, how can you say that? Somebody who, you know, his brain isn't working, being in a, you know, one, one of the most powerful people in the world, that's just ableist. That is awful. Well, really, I mean, if I'm an NFL player, for instance, and, uh, and I suddenly get paralyzed from the waist down, uh, is it ableist to say, you know, I don't think you're going to be able to play in the league anymore. Um, just saying, we kind of need somebody you can uh, run after that guy with a ball. Just something we, uh, we kind of need. So, you know, this ableist nonsense is just that. If you have a stroke and your brain don't work, you can't be a senator. you got to be able to understand what's being said to you. You have to be at the, the height of your game. And, uh, that, of course, that cast out on half the Senate right now because if you look at the number of people who are in their 70s and, and even 80s, clearly Dianne Feinstein, her brain's not there. That's why they're not doing interviews with her anymore. But you know what? She's pliable. She'll sign anything. She'll tweet. Somebody will tweet for her. She has no idea what Twitter is. She thinks it's what the sound that birds make. But here's a, you know, if you don't believe me, this is John Fetterman just the last uh, six months. He had a stroke five months ago. He hasn't done a sit-down interview in six months. And the mainstream media is like, well, he's been talking to us. I mean, this is ridiculous that this woman thinks that he, she, he is not, his brain isn't working. Well, yeah, he, he, no, it's not. Because he had the stroke five months ago. The last real interview he did was six months ago. Uh, you get it. Here's John Fetterman if, in his own words or, uh, you know, stumblings. We could have picked any part of Pennsylvania where we're going to start the campaign trail starting, right? That's, I think it would be, let, let the voters be the judges as to whether or not he's able to serve or he's fit to serve. I live eight minutes away from here. And when I leave tonight, I got three miles away. Dr. Oz in his mansion in New Jersey. What is wrong with demanding for an easy, safe, kind of their income. You know, he sounds kind of like uh, an amalgamation of uh, uh, movie and TV characters who speak very plainly. Tarzan, uh, let's see who else, um, uh, Nell, uh, uh, Nell, the movie that uh, Jodie Foster did in the 90s, and, uh, and Tonto from Lone Ranger. Two years ago, I was talking to the, the media and saying them folks, the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette writes, quote, Mr. Oz has raised legitimate concerns. If Mr. Fetterman's communication ableist. skills have not yet recovered sufficiently to effectively debate his opponent, many voters will have concerns about his ability to represent them effectively in You're all a bunch of ableists. Washington. If you say you think the word of steel worker... Now, Dasha Burns, or Dasha Burns, whatever her name is, she tried to be a real reporter for NBC, and she made the deadly mistake of telling the truth about a Democrat candidate if it is negative toward the Democrat candidate. And here is uh, uh, this woman, Dasha Burns, being questioned on, uh, on NBC News. Since then, other journalists who have also dealt with Fetterman came forward and said they had a different experience. 
and Savannah, that's completely fair that that was their experience. We can only report our own. Yes, Savannah. Um, you see, the thing is, all of those interviews that were done with John Fetterman happened before his stroke, you moron. We'll say it's important to note. Back to you, moron. That according to the campaign itself, our team was the first to be in the room with Fetterman for an interview. Ah, there you go. That's the reason why the other reporters didn't know that his brain wasn't working. They weren't even in the same room with him. According to the campaign itself, our team was the first to be in the room with yeah. Fetterman for an interview rather than via remote video conference. And uh, myself, my... Pro- One time he literally did an interview as a sock puppet, and NBC said nothing about it. Producer and our crew... Hello, my name is John Fetterman. I'm running for Senate. <laughs> ...did find that small talk before that captioning was, was difficult because of those auditory processing issues I mentioned. Yeah, he's got some brain problems. Here is uh, Dasha Burns talking with John Fetterman the other night about uh, releasing his medical records, which they haven't been doing because his brain is broken. Don't you think that if you just released those records and answered those calls, it would be easier to put this to bed? Uh, shoe, hat, airplane, foot. Once I said, uh, I believe that the having this, the, our doctors they will be carving his uh, words in granite someday. Saying that we're fit to do it, and I have demonstrated my abilities and where I'm at. Yes, you have, and it shows that you're not qualified to be a senator. And I'm leaving people up to that, that choice. But we haven't heard from your doctors in six months. Yeah, and your stroke happened five months ago. Well, but you've seen from me every day. And you've seen our campaign going, you know, all across Pennsylvania and having uh, from them. Wow. Just wow. Uh, is it real for you yet? And is it real for you yet? Oh, and then John Fetterman says he's going to be at the debate coming up here in October. But he says he really isn't, actually. Listen to this. Are you committed to showing up on October 25th to debate your opponent no matter what happens? No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not concerned. What? 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 Hold on a second. Let's listen to that again here. Are you committed to showing up on October 25th to debate your opponent, no matter what happens? Wow. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not <laughs> concerned. Uh, I believe that's another opportunity to be transparent, and people can make their own decisions. Uh, you know, during yeah. the debate. Sorry to clarify. Are, are you committed to showing up on October 25th, no matter what, no matter what your opponent says or does? He's uh, reading the screen because he doesn't understand the spoken word now. I'm not kidding. He, he doesn't understand. He can't process when people speak to him. Well, yeah, of course I'm going to show up on the 25th. Yeah, you know, unless they have like a new kind of miracle ear that makes your brain understand words, uh, he shouldn't be the, uh, he shouldn't be the uh, senator from Pennsylvania, or at least one of them. Here's uh, Dr. Sanjay Gupta on NBC, or CNN, CNN, uh, defending what I've just played for you. Well, you know, it's interesting, uh, Bianca, when we talk about speech, we typically talk about your ability to express yourself through spoken and written word, but also to... Coming up, how to keep those holiday pounds off by passing the cookie plate. Uh, receive speech. But now let's talk about a senator a candidate's brain problem. Reception of speech through spoken and written word. Listening to him, he sounded like he was fairly fluent in his speech, able to speak pretty clearly every now <laughs> Okay. And then he would have a little word... Sort of mashup, as he calls it. Uh, just a word mashup. 
But what's interesting, <laughs> let me show you here something. Let uh, me open the show sometime and just say, Rob, show, talk, Biden, train, uh, Tulsi. The stroke. Uh, which yeah, not very compelling, is it? It was on May 13th. So about not thinking you want me to be your talk show host if I talk like that. Five months ago uh, seemed to affect his ability to sort of comprehend or uh, understand spoken speech. So what he seems to be doing then is then sort of relying more on his visual part of his brain, which is back here, to read the words and then he's responding pretty quickly. So, you know, we don't, as you heard there, we don't know uh, what his medical records show. We don't know how much this affected him immediately after his stroke. So what his recovery has looked like so far. Um, but uh, that, that is... is he, he's a doctor, right? Is he, did he get an, is it an online degree from uh, an accredited university? Sort of what, what we're seeing there. And that's not that uh, unusual in someone who's had a stroke that affects that part of the brain. As he sort of indicated, intimated as well, uh, you, can, can, you can have recovery. Uh, recovery can, can go for some time, certainly. Yeah. Um, but six months, 18 months, uh, you know, whatever the time period may be, people may continue to have improvements. Yeah, yeah. You know what? We don't have time for, uh, for uh, rehabilitation of your brain while you're a senator. You know, I mean, listen, there are plenty of people in Congress who go to rehab. Don't get me wrong, but uh, you usually don't hear about it. Associated uh, Press collected criticism uh, against Burns despite her uh, report noting that Fetterman's cognitive abilities uh, have seemed to be appear, uh, impaired. The AP uh, went to bat, by the way, for uh, Fetterman against the reporter who made the, uh, the uh, mistake of telling the truth. Her name, again, is Dasha Burns. Our reporting did not and should not comment on Fitness for Office, uh, tweeted New York Magazine reporter Rebecca Traster. This is for the voters to decide. What we push for as reporters is transparency. It's our job. And you're right. And the transparency shows the guy's brain doesn't work and he's not qualified to be a senator. So you are right there when you're there. The article from the Associated Press drew criticism online for many who saw it as protecting the Democrat candidate from reasonable suspicion. When is the last time the AP did press criticism as news, a news story, according to John McCormick of the National Review? NPR or NBC accidentally did journalism, so here comes the AP to clean things up for Democrats. Another one, this is a rare uh, moment when leftists are pouncing, but they're the media pouncing in defense of their candidate, read another tweet. Uh, it is a new low. I mean, it is quite late. Uh, quite simply a uh, a new low and um uh, it's the truth it's the truth and uh you've seen a million ways that our media is willing to cover up stuff for the democrat party and this is just the uh the latest iteration of that and it's just uh quite simply uh it's quite simply breathtaking if it weren't so dangerous now uh coming up i've got a little bit more on this and then uh tulsi gabbard wrote a great piece in substack about why she left the democrat party i've got some audio from her because i want to follow up on it because i said what the hell took you so long I'm not going to, you know, celebrate until you tell me why you stayed in the party so long that has been so bleeped up for so long. We'll get to that. This is the Rob Carson Show. If the mainstream media, big social media, and the Democrat Party say you spread disinformation, it means you know the truth. The important is you said the truth. It's the Rob Carson Show. 
Here's Sanjay Gupta, by the way. If I can get it to play. Hold on one second. Well, you know, it's interesting, uh, Bianca, when we talk about speech, we typically talk about your ability to express yourself through spoken and written word, but also to uh, receive speech, reception of speech yeah. Talking about through John spoken Fetterman, and written word. Yeah. Listening to him, he sounded like he was fairly fluent in his speech, able to speak pretty clearly every now and then. Now, I had alluded that uh, possibly uh, that maybe he got his uh, degree online as a doctor if he's willing to say something like that. And then I found what I think is one of his classes from when he was in school in the 80s. It's Operation, the Wacky Doctor's Game, where you're the Wacky Doctor. Battery's not included. Oh, you blew it. My turn. Take out asparagus for $100. It takes a steady hand, because if you touch the side... There you go. That's apparently what happened to John Fetterman's brain, is they uh, they went to do some surgery on him, and they hit that little metal thing, and... Uh, Gosh darn it! Uh, the uh, the little buzzer went off, and they had to move back and you know not get the uh, not get the uh, the body part and the uh, the little cash money associated with it. Hey, Mister Fetterman, why won't you debate? You must think that Doctor Oz would really beat you. Oh yeah. This could seal your fate. Your cowardice debating could defeat you. Fetterman's a phony. He's not worked a single day. He must think that it's okay to lounge around and play on daddy's money. Daddy's money. He only paid a dollar for the condo where he stays. That's true. His own bills he never pays. And I'm amazed that people do not find this funny. Hey, Mr. Fetterman, soon you'll be found out. You're afraid of Dr. Oz, we know that much is true. Hey, Mr. Fetterman, you're protected, there's no doubt, by the liberal media enabling you. So, you know, it's, it's kind of funny that uh, you've got Democrats and they're coming up with these October surprises and everything, and they think the one thing is going to do it. That's going to end your support for, you know, for your candidate. And, you know, Herschel Walker, this uh, October surprise with a friend of the family, by the way, who uh, suddenly, you know, just this month decided to say that Herschel Walker paid for abortion, had a $700 check. Family friend, by the way, a $700 check, didn't say what it was for, $575 receipt from the uh, from the abortion clinic so you're there's that uh you know and, and whatever i don't care but but here you've got a candidate who is uh a radical socialist never had a freaking job ever chased a black jogger down the street with a shotgun because he heard a bottle rocket go off in the neighborhood uh lived uh basically on his mommy and daddy's money his entire life until he was 49 years old and uh has about eight or nine properties in a bleep hole town that he became the mayor of and drove into the pits of hell. And then after that, had a massive stroke and can't understand anything or talk. Okay, allegations of uh, possibly paying for an abortion that can't be proven or... Dear God in heaven, are you going to vote for this guy? I mean, seriously, who drives around Pennsylvania with a John Fetterman bumper sticker on their car? What, what is wrong with you? My God, and it, don't vote at all. 
I mean, wouldn't you rather not vote at all than have somebody who's stroke-addled socialist who wants to release prisoners and, and increase uh, crime in the country that they've already done with Democrat policies in the state of Pennsylvania to the tune of like a thousand percent increase in uh, carjackings in Philadelphia and murders up dramatically and shootings up dramatically and you still want to vote? I would maybe just set it out. Don't you think you ought to just set it out or write in some sort of nonsense like, you know, the tradition is Mickey Mouse, I guess. Wouldn't you be better off just writing in uh, Mickey Mouse at this point? Dear Lord, how desperate are you to control the uh, the Senate? I mean, honestly, you know, one or two indiscretions or whatever you want to say in your life. Uh, you know, there are some things that certainly I murdered somebody and I killed a bunch of people. Okay, you can't run for office anymore. Uh, you know, they tried this with... Uh, uh, let's see, uh, they tried this uh, with uh, with uh, uh, Justice Kavanaugh. You know, they brought somebody he hadn't seen since high school 40 years ago, didn't know it. she was at a party in the neighborhood, had no idea. None of her friends collaborated it, but by God, she came just in time for him to be nominated for the Supreme Court. Same kind of thing going on, and here you got this guy, Uncle Fester with a stroke, and uh, dear Lord, this uh, headline from David Marcus, Americans sympathize with stroke victim John Fetterman, but it's not ableist to demand medical proof he actually is mentally capable of holding the Senate seat he craves. Unbelievable. All right, let's take a break. We've got much more coming up on the Rob Carson Show. Hey guys, it's Rob Carson. I hope you enjoyed the best of the Rob Carson Show this weekend. If you don't know already, I am live in the famed Rush Limbaugh slot, noon to three Eastern Standard Time on talk radio stations across the country, and the replay of every show is available everywhere you find podcasts. Just search Rob Carson Show or go to NewsmaxTV.com slash podcast to see all available platforms. Make sure to check out my TV show on Newsmax called Rob Carson's What in the World. Follow me on social media, and above all, don't catch the stupid.